so after finding a back entrance to the mountain caves, you found your way into the back of the orc base. Hearing signs of battle, you took advantage of the distraction and cleared your way towards the main gates of this ancient dwarven stronghold. Reaching the open stone doors, you're able to feel fresh air again, only it's tainted with the smell of blood and battle. Even worse, Brock and three of his goons now stand before you. He stares at you with malice clear on his face. Many of the men who followed him lay dead or bloodied from the battle with the orcs, but he stands fresh. His black robes lack even a slight stain. His guild badge is polished and proudly displayed on his chest. What a surprise to see you fools again. My men were almost finished cutting through these filthy orcs. I was looking forward to destroying their leader, and it seems you have come to greet me before I have that opportunity. I've been ordered to bring back the dwarven metal left inside this pathetic ruin. I cannot allow anything to get in the way of my success on this mission. Now that we meet in these wilds, I have no reason to keep you alive. If you fight well, I may allow your power to serve the master. Kill them! And everyone rolls initiative. <laughs> I saw spiritual weapon up. I still, I'm still concentrating on spiritual weapon. Just by the way, wait, no, I'm not right. concentrating on it. I don't need it. It was only active for two rounds. It lasts for a minute. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. My plunger is still up. No, wait. It was a KitchenAid um, immersion blender. Yes, it was. It sure was. <laughs> oh man. Fifteen. 19. 12. So yeah, if you guys recalled, you know, you're on the top of the stairs. You had just come out through the door and in the widening space in front of you is uh, three goons and a brock. And with the initiative order, Cass, you're up first. All right. So he obviously made a pretty clear threat at us. So I'm going to cast fairy fire. And try and are well. How, are they? Are all him and his goons? Are they all kind of grouped pretty close together? Uh, Brock's kind of in the back by himself, like dead center. Uh, two of them are pretty close to you guys, like within ten feet, and the other ones kind of off to the side. So, like from Brock, how how far away from Brock are the are his goons? Uh, probably about twenty feet. All right, so this fairy fire is a 20-foot cube. So can I get all of them in the 20-foot cube? Uh, you wouldn't. Like, 20-foot would be the gap in between Brock and two of the dudes. I think at best you can get the two up front together. So how far away is Brock from us? Like 30 feet? 30 feet, then. Yeah, like 10 feet in front of you, there's two dudes, probably about 5 feet apart. Maybe 15 feet, one's by the, the, the wall, off to the side, off to the right, and then Brock's in the back line. Alright, I'm going to cast Thorn Whip at Brock. Alright. Um, so... That is... 19 to hit. Okay, that's going to hit. Nice. Is he large or smaller? <laughs> no, he's medium. So he, okay, yeah. So, all right, he takes one piercing damage and gets pulled 10 feet closer to us. 
Okay. Ow, oh, get these filthy vines off of me. He struggles against them. Oh, Thorn, what's your dexterity modifier? <laughs> Wait, I'm also going to cast Shillelagh as a bonus action. <laughs> okay. Uh, three. All right, so you go next. Okay. So I'm going to stab whoever's closest to me. Yeah, you can go up to one of his goons. If another enemy of the target is within five feet of the target, you get sneak attack. I don't think this applies. Uh, I only rolled... It's only 11. An 11 to hit? Mm-hmm. Doesn't quite get there. I figured. Manages to block your attack. Okay. Uh, I guess Boney can come in too. Oh yeah. Boney will share your initiative. Ugh, Boney. Nope, he also doesn't hit. I'm retiring these days. Okay, so you and Boney are now targeting down one of the goons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up, Brock. And Brock, do those, uh, does the thorn whips last over rounds, or is it just a one round? Thorn whip? Yeah. The thing you used. It's just, it just pulls him. It doesn't, like, restrain him or anything. Okay. So it just pulls him ten feet closer. So he's free of the vines. Yeah. And he begins chanting and casts a spell. So he is going to cast. So he casts a spell and from behind you in the gate that you, in the doors that you came out of, tendrils of dark energy erupt. Is anyone still like in the doorway or five foot from the doorway? I don't think any of us moved. None of us moved, yeah. Alright. Did we have to move though to melee attack? We all moved. What? Everyone moved. We're far away now. But I would have had to move to oh, stab someone, right? Because uh, he was 10 feet? 10 feet is probably your range for a melee attack, so you wouldn't necessarily have to. I got, You guys stepped through the door, but. Yeah. Um, kind of right in front of it. So what happens is a gateway. Um, To the dark between the stars, a region infested with unknown horrors, a 20-foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears. It's centered on the door. Um, The void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that can be heard up to 30 feet away. It's an olive garden? Magical or otherwise (laughs) can illuminate the area. So anyone within 20 feet of the door is blinded. Uh, it's a difficult terrain. <sighs> and if you start your turn in there, it's not going to feel nice. So you guys just got covered in darkness. It's probably about uh, 10 feet like forward, maybe to get out, but... Cool. Hmm. Cool, 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 cool. And all you hear is uh, gross whispering noises, slurping, and uh, Brock laughing. A belly laugh. And next up in the order, uh, it's one of the goons. Um, so, Thorn, you and Boney are, are probably the only ones not in this, because you guys actually stepped forward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the guy you were fighting is pulls his scimitar, slashes at you. That's an eight to hit. That does not hit. Nope. He misses his attack. 
Uh, the other one that was about five feet away will also step over and attack you and misses. Terrible roll. And Hugo. So you start your turn in this disturbing blackness and you're going to take 2d6 cold damage. <laughs> Good thing you have that... Uh, so seven damage. Seven cold damage. This reminds me of that time I was at the Waterdeep Winter Solstice Festival and forgot to wear my extra set of pantaloons. <laughs> okay, All right. I'd, I'd like to move out of the area of inky tentacleness. All right, so it's difficult terrain, so that halves your speed. But if you move your full movement, you'll be able to get out. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So when I'm out, who's? Cl- could you just give me a quick recap of like who's closest... And how so far, you, you how struggle away, through uh, this weird void, and as you exit out and you're able to see again, uh, you see two cultists fighting hand-to-hand with Boney and Thorn, probably about uh, about five feet in front of you at this point. Um, another one of the goons, maybe ten feet from you, and fifteen feet from you is, is Brock in the back. Can we call this episode Olive Garden? We'll see. We'll see what else gets said in the episode. <laughs> it's kind of early to call it. And sorry, how far away did you say Brock was? Like 15 feet from you. 15, that's it? Yep. He got pulled closer. Which makes me what, think what I should have had him back he's a, up. He's got like a black cloak. Yeah, he's wearing black robes. Very clean and uh, nicely taken care of. With his shiny guild seal proudly displayed. Does Brock look like he's wearing armor at all? Uh, why don't you make a perception check? Uh, 23. Wow. Um, he doesn't look like he's wearing armor, but with your high perception, you see a faint kind of arclane glow around him. Maybe as if he's got mage armor. Mage armor. <laughs> I'll send my spiritual weapon to the closest target, which I'm going to guess is one of the goons. Yep. Okay, and that's a natural 20. Whoa! Wow. Go, Hugo. Go, Hugo. Go, Hugo. Gonna die today. Uh, 8 plus uh, 4 is oh, uh, 16 points of force damage. 16. <laughs> <laughs> Did you die okay? <laughs> Yeah, he falls. <laughs> okay, and that was my bonus action. So for my oh, um, main action, I'm going to I'll cast uh, a yeah I'll, I'll do magic missile on Brock at level one. Okay. Okay. So three bolts. They do 1d4 plus 1 each, and they all hit automatically, so his mage armor can <laughs> suck my balls. <laughs> four, four, five, eleven points of force damage oh, on yeah. Brock. And I don't know if his the spell that he cast is concentration, but if it is, he may have to make a concentration check. Yeah, I haven't done one of those in quite some time. So, what do you add your con to it? Um, let me see. 
Look up concentration. See spellcasting. Okay, whenever you take damage while you are concentrating on a spell, you must make a constitution saving throw to maintain your concentration. The DC equals 10, or half the damage you take, whichever number is higher. So he basically has to make a con save plus uh, of, of 10. Okay. Ooh, he gets an 11. Ooh, all right. And then I have something important to say to him verbally. <laughs> say, Brock, you once called me low class, but I have a, I have a scroll of pedigree which proves that you're objectively incorrect. <laughs> I can show it to you when we're done. <laughs> Just growls at you. <laughs> oh, man. Objectively incorrect. That's my turn. All right. Yes, 20, 27 go. points of damage. Uh, that's my oh, turn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. The, um, the goon that was off by the wall will charge forward and seeing Hugo just dishing out damage, he's gonna go right for you. Oh man. It's a eight. I don't think that hits. <laughs> Rolling like trash. <laughs> That's the way we like it. The gods are on our side. For um, now. Yeah, so let's cast Thorn. Hugo, you've all gone there. Uh-huh. I didn't miss anyone, mm-hmm. did I? Mm-hmm. No? no. Okay, so back up in the order. Second round of the fight. Cass. Alright, so I'm starting uh, my believe... turn in this gross stuff. Right? Yeah, you are, and you're going to take 2d6 coal damage. That's 9 coal damage. I did not like that. I did not like that at all. Coal damage. <clears throat> like a coal mine? All right, I'm going to try and move out of this stuff. So Yep. Just walk out. Um, okay, so then I'll be stand. I guess I'm standing, like, right up by these other guys. Yeah, it takes your full move uh, if you've got 30 feet of movement. Yeah. It'll take that to move out, and then, like, another five feet in front of you, there's, uh, well, one dead cultist and another one still engaged with... Thorn and Bony, and another one that's right up in uh, Hugo's face, another five feet from you, and then 15 feet away is Brock. Okay, so um, I have a question. If I am invisible, does, if I like run past people, do they get an attack of opportunity still? Uh, I guess I couldn't see you is it invisibility it's I, i'm gonna i think i want to use hidden step so hidden step allows me to become invisible until the beginning of my next turn or until i make an attack i believe they technically can because you're making noise as you're running but it would be at disadvantage because they can't see you okay uh and it doesn't say that i would become visible if i take damage so Oh, however, yeah. I could become unconscious. <laughs> so, are you that low? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, uh. Okay, I'm going to yeah. embrace the bear. Well, I was going. I had a plan, <laughs> but now I'm very low on hit points, and 
No good. You know what? I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go for it. Okay, I'm going to use hidden step and become invisible. Hmm. And then I'm going to use my I'm gonna dash to try and get behind Brock. Okay, so you've got 30 feet of movement. Yeah. He's 15 feet away. So you can move where you're not walking right past another hostile target. Sick. Now, do you want to end your movement, like, within five feet of Brock or, you know, five feet away? Or what are you thinking? I mean, I don't have to be five feet away. However, I mean, I guess if that's because I only have 30 feet for me to go around, I would probably be pretty close behind him. Yeah, I just wanted to know if you were right beside him or like outside of what what you would think of as like a melee range. Yeah, yeah, I like I, okay. uh, I yeah like a melee range, but I want to be like I want to have circled around and get behind him if that's possible. Okay, yeah, that should work out. Okay, in that case, we go to Thorn. Woohoo! So I'm still engaged with this cultist. Yep. Oh, natural 20 to hit! Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, don't forget the stats on your weapon. Yeah, it's oh, only yeah. like uh, roll a crit, break a bone, is what it says yep. on my thing. <laughs> oh, snap. Say goodbye to your tibia, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to slash at him. How do we do damage again with... Uh, you get your max dice roll for whatever it is with modifiers. So and then it. roll your damage dice again. So it'll be 8 plus a d8 plus 4. So roll the d8 once. Yeah. But is anyone else close to him? Uh, there was, but he's a dead from Hugo's attack. No, I'm saying is, is any just... other enemy close to him? Like, is one of us, are any of us within five feet of him? It's Bony. you and Boney in melee combat with him. And like five feet away from you, the dead guy <laughs> that you go. Okay, I'm just wondering if I could apply my sneak attack as well. But does Bony uh, only because Bony's? Well, no, you. We won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't get your duelist because Bony's there. So eighteen. Yes. Eight, eighteen, 18 damage. damage. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I mean, Which bone do you break? Uh, is like his skull. His skull. No. <laughs> is like. So yeah, you slice at his leg, and he collapses, and just the obscene amount of immediate blood loss uh, means that he is dead. Oh, then I definitely crush his skull. <laughs> you hit him in the leg, and his skull just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it wasn't enough damage to kill him. I wanted to make the bone break his head. It's like the force the force of the blood leaving his body so quickly created a vacuum, and his skull imploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> because famously, all your blood is stored in your skull. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you didn't know, but he was hanging upside down for quite a had... while before we got here. <laughs> but that's also why head wounds bleed so much. Like, there's just so much blood up there. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, Human body is 90% blood. <laughs> is Bonnie going to go? Yep. What's he going to do? He's going to try and attack. Oh, okay. Wait, no one's there. My way. Me. Yeah. To me. There's a guy on me. Yeah, you. Bony's going to be like, and I'm just going to point over at Hugo. And uh, he's going to go over towards the guy that's with Hugo. <laughs> Tell him, don't okay. attack Hugo. Attack the other guy. <laughs> I know we don't like Hugo, but <laughs> don't want to hurt him. Still don't? <laughs> it's all right. 
<laughs> uh, let me just double check that again. It was... I have to, ugh. That is 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 to hit. Yep, that's going to hit. 9, 10, 11. <laughs> that's enough to kill him. Yeah. Damn! Job, Bony. Killing people, Bony time. <laughs> but now they've Case. remade the song, and that song is everywhere again. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's all the they've remade the, it? The dance, it's Britney Spears and Elton John re-recorded it, and it's like... <laughs> okay, so you guys are pretty grouped up. You just took out all of Brock's goons. He's right pissed about it. Brock's pretty upset seeing you guys kind of grouped up in front of him he's going to step up in between geez I guess it's Bony Hugo and Thorn steps up and he casts arms of Hadar he invokes the power of Hadar the dark hunger tendrils of dark energy erupt uh, from him and batter all creatures within 10 feet so you all have to make a strength saving throw. Is it all creatures that he can see within 10 feet? Um, well, I guess, like, he didn't know where you were, and you were kind of 5 feet behind him, and I'm pretty sure he's walking up, like, 10 feet, okay. so you're actually, like, 15 feet away, so Sweet. I don't think it's going to catch you. Nice. So we for sure know that Brock does not follow <laughs> a good god <laughs> whatsoever. Is he a cleric? Ooh, I got an eight. What does this be really again? I don't know. Strength, do a strength saving throw. Strength. Oh, yikes. Mm, two. Oh, God. You have a minus one? An eight, <laughs> a two, and then, yeah, Boney gets a plus two to his strength roll. Oh, do that one. Does he? That's good. I got a yeah. negative one. Okay. Oh, Boney got 22. Holy okay, shit. So Bony's the 21. only one who oh, passes. Woohoo! So All that muscle strength he has. <laughs> the two of you Drink that of failed, you are going to get four, a car. Eight, six necrotic damage. Oh my god. Oh, look at that roll. Three sixes and a one. <sighs> 19. <laughs> oh, no. So that's 19 damage. Uh, for Boney, he's going to take half that. You also aren't able to take reactions until your next turn. So you get whipped with tendrils that all come out from his body. Only Boney manages to block some of the damage. Jesus Christ. This is fun. Yeah, and then... Um, I mean, he walked up about 10 feet, popped that move. He's going to walk back uh, 20 feet. He's backing up after that. So wait, is he going to back up straight past me? Actually, I mean, yeah. So would that give me... I know you're there. Would that give me an attack of opportunity? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to swing my quarterstaff at him, I guess. Ten to hit. Ten to hit won't do it. 
but you made an attack on him, so does that break your invisibility? Uh, let's see. So, like, normal invisibility, the spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. Yes, until you attack, yeah. So, all of a sudden, a quarterstaff swings at him, and it's it's absorbed by the mage armor that's still on him, and he's like, ah, where the heck did you come from? <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, now he's engaged in melee combat with you, and next up is... Hugo. Okay. Uh, Candace, how are you doing hit point wise? I have 10 hit points left. Okay, you're doing better than me. Yep. Also better than mm-hmm. me. Thanks for checking in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So after my turn, it goes back up to Cass and then Thorn. Yeah, now that everyone else is dead, <laughs> it goes back up to Cass, then Thorn, then Brock again. Okay. Um, do I try... Okay, honest opinions. Healing or fucking up Brock? What's your character, though? He hates Brock. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Everybody hates Brock. But you really hate Brock. And you probably hate him especially more now because he just... He just... Did that to you? Hurt y'all real good. So it depends on what clarity of Mm -hmm. thought your character would have right now. Okay. I feel like Hugo would see red. I don't know. That's just, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Strategically, healing is always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, okay. You're making very good arguments for both sides. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is I don't feel like Hugo would be super strategic at this moment. <laughs> I feel like this is, good. This is a, a very Fuck. much an emotional reaction moment. How many, um, how many hit points does Cass have left? Six. Six? Yeah. But I will... That's... That's... I mean, don't worry about me. <laughs> I'm going to cast Hold Person on Brock. He has to okay. make a wisdom... Wisdom saving throw. He against make DC save. 14. Come on, baby! <sighs> 13. <laughs> And the day is mine. What does that do? I'll tell you what the fuck that does. (laughs) After I find the appropriate page in the index. (laughs) Wait, how many times are you going to have to be rerouted? (laughs) Remains to be seen. (laughs) Uh, The target must succeed on that or be paralyzed for the duration. And it's Mm, concentrated up to one minute. A paralyzed creature is incapacitated and can't move or speak. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Oh my god. Ouch. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. How long does it last? Up to a minute. He can repeat the saving throw on his turn. So cast yeah, and... End of his turn. At the yeah. end of his turn. So Cass and Thorn are going to get at least one go at this guy before he can repeat the saving throw. So I just reach out and do like the Darth Vader pinch with my hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, friends. Oh, hang on. Can I do... I, I can still do my... I can still do my um, spiritual weapon. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
Uh, it'll have advantage, but it won't be critical because I'm not within five feet. Okay. okay. Um, so not a natural, but a total of 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that'll be nine points of force damage. All right. Gets a little bit blended. Yeah, it hits and it draws <laughs> blood. A little bit blended. Coughs. <laughs> that was just the foreplay, baby. All right, so it does go back up to Cass. Okay, so attack rolls have advantage, right? Yep. This is not what I was planning on doing, but I'm going to go for it. How? So how close am I now to to Brock? You're, you're like right up with him because you made that attack of opportunity and he kind of stopped there. Sweet. All right, I am going to cast Flame Blade as a bonus action. And I'm going to swing it at him. So, let's see. Damage. 14, so 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right. And, and it's, it's a crit. And it's a crit. Okay, so it's uh, 3d6 fire damage as a crit. So how does that work? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. It's going to take 18 plus 3d6. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess. I don't know what I've gotten into here. <laughs> Spells, critting, that's actually something I wasn't so familiar with. True, yeah. true. Yeah, that's right. It's not a melee attack, so how do we... I mean, we've been doing crits on spells, I know, I think the last episode. But that was just against a measly old orc, not a... <laughs> not a character who has a name. I mean, yeah, you get to roll all the damage twice, even for spells. And we do full damage and then plus a reroll, so. Alright, so. Go ahead! Full damage plus a reroll. So that's gonna be. Uh, 31 fire damage. Oh my god. Ah, so he, he stands struggling against the magical holds, keeping him in place. Uh, seeing how quickly his pathetic help did no good to protect him and as you slash at him with this fiery blade it cuts a mortal wound deep into his chest flames flicker and ignite on his clothes and despite what by all means would be a killing blow he still spits blood rages in fury as the flames burn away at part of his face ah curse you Ah, how could I have lost? <coughs> ah, this won't be the last. I'll come back and destroy every one of you. And the flames continue to grow on his body uh, until he collapses on the ground. He's got a huge gash on his chest. Half of his face and some of his hair are burnt as the flames uh, start to flicker down. You were the chosen one! <laughs> You are my brother! <laughs> Wait, quick, quick, show my scroll of pedigree before he dies. He has to see. He has to acknowledge it. <laughs> he has no class now, Brock. So, um, as he dies, the guild seal on his chest starts to glow with an arcane aura. <gasps> Green kind of smoky tendrils start to come out from it and envelope his body and it almost it almost looks like it's boiling away and 
uh, as the green kind of fog clears, uh, all that's left is some burnt up rags, um, the guild crest that is now cracked and crumbled, and a small bag that he was storing his things in. Well, Hugo, he's all yours. No, he's not. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, his stuff's all yours. Oh, okay. Sweet. I'm sure we'll never see him again, and I, like, dust off my hands. <laughs> Cass is just going to walk over to Hugo and say, I'm I'm sorry, Hugo. I, I, That should have been you that did that. He should have been yours. <laughs> it sounded like you said that should have been him that died. No, <laughs> that should have been you that died. <laughs> I'm sorry, it should have been you. No, I'm sorry. He should have been He should have been yours. Kaz just turning just... on the whole group right now. <laughs> Quick reveal underneath all that brush is, a, is the symbol of the guild. Yeah. Dang, you know, I did the CR calculation. Not to do some meta talk here, but I did the CR calculation. That was supposed to be a hard fight. Uh, <laughs> I didn't it really was. feel that way. Uh, well, I mean, everyone well, else I mean, got you were death. like. If if a couple of your your goons had hit like <laughs> yeah they missed every single attack like that that's the difference between like us me being dead. me and uh, <laughs> Matt going down versus like us being like versus it ended up being like a three on one you know also like, had yeah. that had the that hold spell too that was that was clutch and had I not been invisible for the other spell that he cast like if if I was part of that spell I would have been unconscious even if I succeeded yeah. on my saving throw. That's good. Like, I literally have six hit points left, so <laughs> we made some good choices. Yay! So yeah, I think you're all kind of uh, bloodied, but uh, you took him down, and you you don't see anyone else out here. And uh, as you take a breath after this battle, you also notice that it's fairly quiet uh, in general. It seems like not only did Brock and his men do quite a number on the orcs trying to defend this gate, um, but after the handed defeat anyone lingering has probably retreated back into the into the caves hey we should call back to those guys that we rescued like back across the bridge <laughs> yeah like coast is clear banana banana. banana they're probably pretty far away yeah, <laughs> they can banana. hear your cries of banana <laughs> banana <laughs> oh man hilarious um Cass is just going to sit down for a second and be like, oh, guys, I need a rest. I need some good berries. <laughs> I, need some, I need some goddamn good berries. I think I'm like, I think Hugo's a little shook after like seeing that display of uh, like magical prowess. Like he doesn't really understand because he didn't pay attention in class. Doesn't understand what that was all about. I mean, you've had some training, I guess, in like the arcane arts as well as, uh, you know, clerical teachings, but... Yeah, you haven't seen anything quite like this. Find it disturbing. So I might do. Books. I might do a bit of self-reflection on, um, you know, the bloodlust that I clearly inherited from my mom, and, uh, and also like what it is that um, just magic in general. You know, my uh, my deity is like a deity of magic. I think she's good, but I don't know if she's like neutral good or something. Anyways. Yeah, I, I say that we do a little bit of um, scrounging, see what goodies we can find, and then uh, a short rest, 
or maybe a short rest first, regain some hit points, and then we and then we do some looting and then carry on. What does everybody think? Yes, I need rest. Yeah. I'm not feeling so great, but I'm not going to admit to it. I look rough, but I'm like, let's just keep going. How's Boney doing? He took some damage there too, eh? Yeah, Boney just listens to what I say, though. Yeah, but I think he's got... Ten hit points No left. more than eight. Oh, okay. Okay, so you guys taking a short rest, then? Yep. Yeah, Cass is going to wander off just into the into the forest a little bit to meditate and use there's, natural recovery. There's no forest in there. We're, on, our, we're at the entrance, yeah, right? We're right. at the entrance of the cave. Well, you, yeah, you could side. just walk down the steps yeah. and from your perspective, like you're, you're up on a cliff edge. The path to get up here is like a cutback path that goes down towards the forest. But from the ledge, you're basically overlooking the treetops under this, you know, by all means, a gorgeous, yeah. dense forest. Sounds beautiful. I'm going to just meditate. There's a nice... Strong breeze, the smell of blood. I can't even imagine what it's like living next to a forest. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) And I'm going to use natural recovery. I have trees in my backyard. Natural recovery and regain my both of my uh, second level spell slots. I'm going to use some D8 hit dice. Yeah, Boney's got uh, 3D10 hit dice. Do you want him to use a couple of those? Yeah, probably. Okay. I can, I can roll for you. That's... And it's it, it's your hit dice plus con modifier? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so one dice gets nine points of healing for Boney and another nine. So I mean... So should, I think that brings him up to full. Yeah. I rolled two of my hit dice and I maxed on both. <laughs> so I got 20 hit points back. Woo! I use three and I'm back up to twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So I wander I wander back up to the entrance of the cave and I just say, Oh, I feel so much better. You just took a pee. I just needed to <laughs> took a pee off the edge of the cliff. <laughs> I peed off the edge of the cliff. It's a nice strong stream. <laughs> I just rubbed my face in some leaves and scratched my back on a tree and I feel better. That was that was something else, you guys. <laughs> Did you sure see was. that cool thing I made in my hand when I hit Brock with it? Very cool. Very it's pretty thing. dope. I've never notice done that before. Just, notice how he just stood there and took it like a chump? Yeah. I did notice that. It was we have a habit of uh, We have a habit of burning our enemies to a crisp. He even talked <laughs> about the yeah. challenge rating. He goes, at the beginning, you, you weren't here. And he's like, you know, I think it'll be hard. I've adjusted a few things, but I mean, I thought the last one was going to be hard too, and you guys just. <laughs> it's such, yeah, that's it's such it's such a, like it can go one way or the other, like wildly, based on like a very few, um, things going right or wrong. It's it's kind of crazy. Can I'm just curious these the the three, uh, like goons that Brock had, um. Just by kind of looking at them, can we tell if they... Like, I know that the Benevolent Hand has this habit of just sort of hiring, you know, third-party people just looking to make a quick buck. Can mm-hmm. we tell if they were like that, just no, regular they had people? Or if they were, like, legitimately uh, part of the Benevolent they were, Hand? They were dressed similar, um, just kind of um, rough, dark, like, linen clothing, but th- there's no guild seals on them. I mean, Brock displayed his quite proudly, 
but uh, it is no more. Only crumbled bits of it still remain. Uh, are you searching all the cultists first, then, Matt? No, Cass wouldn't do that. I, Ca- mm-hmm. I just, I'm curious because Cass, would, Cass is like really against things that would he would consider like an abomination to nature, which I think any like evil use of magic he would consider that. So he has no, you know, he feels no shame or regret about what he did to Brock, but maybe about what he did to the other people. That's why I kind of wanted to get an idea if they were just seemed like regular people or if they seemed also like a bunch of shitbags. Why don't you roll a perception check for me? Um, that is 20. All right. So you're kind of just looking at their persons from the outside. Yeah. You can tell they're, um, you know, three human men. Um, but you ca- something kind of catches your eye. I'm one of them. You notice, like, this this dark, almost rash on his neck that's got a few, like, kind of deep, bruised, like, blisters on it. <gasps> Like the rats? You could say that. Uh, Cass would call Thorn and Hugo over just to, to point this out. Uh, look at the rat disease! Can I roll a check of some sort? Uh, to investigate, like, the... Whatever's going on with him? Yeah. Yeah, like a medicine check? Yes. Can I also do a medicine check? Sure. Thirteen. Uh, I got eighteen. Yeah, with the two of you working together, especially with your past history, uh, this this does kind of seem like, you know, a, a type of blight in a way. Not cool. Can uh, I, I do a perception around this room now, too? Yeah, so as you look around, these are the wide stone steps that come up to the entrance. Uh, you see that on either end, there's some slits in the wall that were used by the orcs to fire arrows through at anyone who tried to assault the gates. One of them, there's a dead man with a spear still through the small gap. It looks like he was killed trying to stab through the gap at the uh, orc archers. Um, There's dead men and orcs scattering the floor around you. Okay. Uh, We're here for a reason, though, aren't we? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's what Um, I'm like. To investigate this forge. Yeah. Well, Cass is going to just sort of collect the the three bodies of the goons and burn them. You're going to touch them? No, I'm going to burn them. Mm Mm-hmm. Burn them all. Maybe so drag say, them over and say a little a pile like, or something. Yeah, put them in a pile. Say maybe. a little prayer for you. <laughs> say a little druidic, druidic <laughs> prayer of sorts. Help their, you know, their souls return to nature. She's just like a Bernie Sanders over here, just burning away. <laughs> oh my god! Do you have something that would like help start the fire for this? Or I mean, I've got a in my explorer's pack. I've got like torches and a tinderbox he has okay. a he has a cleric who can cast firebolt at will <laughs> sure that too <laughs> hugo light him up i do that uh can i right. can i um fondle brock's sack <laughs> yeah he's basically got a, a fanny pack <laughs> so you're gonna check that out yeah check out his sack okay check inside out the sack. fanny pack there is a pouch with a 120 gold pieces in it. 
there are two uh, kind of scrolls and another interesting pouch. And right away, this catches your eyes a bit interesting because this pouch is kind of a, a patchwork of multiple different colors and a kind of like a quaint uh, cloth sack uh, closed up tight with a string. I was a little and worried you were going to say that it was multiple colors of skin. Oh, no, God. not skin. It doesn't give you a creepy aura. This doesn't seem different. Um, it kind of reminds you of a shady vendor that you know. Shabble? Wearing patchwork. <sighs> Interesting. Uh, okay, so what's inside that? Good question, Tim. <laughs> I think you're going to have to roll some dice. Oh, dang. Uh, so let me see here. Yeah, roll a d20. Oh, oh shit. It's gonna be a, like a, like a, a spring coil snake that's just gonna like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not peanuts. No, 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 19. Ooh, good roll. <laughs> does, does that mean it? Does it actually happen? Is it better if it's higher? Uh, so you reach in. And you, what you pull out is a small lantern. So what this is, is it's a lantern a revealing. When lit, this hooded lantern burns for six hours on one pint of oil, shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30. Invisible creatures and objects are visible as long as they are in their lantern's bright light, and you can use an action to lower the hood, reducing the light to dim light in a five-foot radius. Sweet. Here's your flashlight. That's really cool. So was what he rolled telling you what was in the bag? Yep. Okay. It's like a bag of, bag of surprises, I bet. Bet Brock didn't even know what was in there. <laughs> the yeah. idiot. Oh, I don't <laughs> think he... Yeah, you checked it or he didn't know what it was worth. And now he'll know. never know because he's dead. 100%. Awesome to the max. Yeah. Uh, And what are the two scrolls? Uh, As you check those out, there are actually two um, maps that will help you. So one, right away, seems like it's this first level. um, And it's labeled the mountain door. And so that'll help you have a sense of all this area of the (laughs) orcs. Yeah. And then the other one um, looks like it's from the area you entered, that kind of lower floor. And let's check that. Yeah, so that one is the, the Glitter Hame. The what? It's called the Glitter Hame. Is it just like glitter? That's That's what the kind of caves that you guys first entered into, I guess, are called. Let me send you guys some of this stuff over our chat so you can draw penises on them so in my character sheet where it said allies and organizations i put brock benevolent hand hyphen must die i'm just gonna put a check mark next to that <laughs> and i'll keep putting check marks for every time that we kill him you mean you only have to kill him once he's never coming back oh right yes that's what i said but to help sum it up for you guys so and now that you have maps if you want to look at that it'll help you kind of understand what's happened. So at the mountain door, if you can see where the gate is, just to the left of that bridge, 
Like with that's where you guys are now. Yeah. yeah. That was and the then bridge you got the we bridge, went over. Yeah. And the long hallway. Mm -hmm. And then that very next room is the room and the, that prison door was on the south. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, if that. you go more to the right, that b very bottom right room was the orc shaman's room. That's mm -hmm. where you first came in. There's that big, long kind of diagonal room. That's the one with all the piles of crates and loot and just junk they've collected. And you never hit the northern rooms. Now, you did hear Brock mention that he was looking forward to killing their leader. But he hadn't come out yet, and you guys hadn't seen him either. Okay. So it seems like he, he may still be around within the Mountain Door area. Now, in terms of deeper diving, getting back down to the lower levels of the Glitterhame, in the top left you see those big winding stairways and the river that cuts through, and then if you follow... That's where the, we went up, where the bat things were following us? Yeah, exactly. And then if you if you follow into the room, like to the, to the northeast, to the top right, there's that big room. Uh, the very top right was the bear pen. And, and that's actually the room you came into, that cave entrance. But you haven't explored any of this other area. But now that you have a map, you have a bit of a rough understanding of the depths of the caves. One of the key things written on this map is there's a lower level after this. Down those stairs? Yeah. So if you guys want to take some time to think, we, we, we could end it. Uh, I don't know if we want to, like, do another recording and then combo the combat with the other stuff, but... Or, if anything, I would recommend, you know, if you want to keep playing to, like, 10, you might be able to explore more of the mountain door and, uh, you know, try and see if there's anyone left over in here. Did we search the... Did we search the cultists before we burn them? Uh, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And as they continue to burn, uh, you actually hear a kind of a pop and and like a glass shattering. Oh, it's probably a potion that I could have drank. <laughs> like some of that red potion. I'm sorry, Hugo. That's okay. It makes me happy just to see him burn. <laughs> yeah, it stinks burn, like baby, all heck, though. Oh, well, because he was storing them up his butt. <laughs> well, and you're burning corpses. Where you keep potions. Oh, yeah. And they're all sickly and stuff. Well, one of them was. Mm. That Okay, so we crossed the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we did not explore. There's like... Looks like a barracks, basically. We haven't been there yet, eh? No. No. So there's like three square rooms on this map that are actually nice cut square rooms. You haven't seen any of those. No. Mm. We only were in the like long, awkward one. And then the one that we came in through with the prisoners. Yep. Okay. Well, let's... Um, what, what time of day is it? Like, how long have we been going on this day? Jeez. Okay, well, I guess it was, it was kind of nighttime when you guys entered the lower caves. And you worked your way through pretty quickly when this alarm goes off. So it mm. seems like Hugo and his men attacked with the cover of darkness. I did. So it's kind of, or sorry, <laughs> wow, Brock and his men attacked with the cover of darkness. Uh, so it's it's probably late at night, like maybe like one or two two at night. 
I just honestly don't remember the like if it's appropriate for us to take a long rest or not. I, the only thing that I was just getting at, like, if it was, I was just going to, like, look for one of these rooms where we could hold up, but... Uh, the leader Tom, hasn't come back out cold. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, the combat has calmed, but it doesn't mean all the orcs are taken care of, and from Brock's words, uh, you're pretty sure there's still some, some... the leader of this group somewhere in here. If we go and open the door, we may see him. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So, yeah, I guess we'll just, um, yeah, take stock, you know, collect any maybe valuables we see on on any of the Dead other people. slain, all the while keeping a weary eye out and maybe listening for any signs of movement around yeah, us. Yeah, there, there are other humans dressed in, like, the similar uh, black capes that uh, would have been others of Brock's goons, and there's dead orcs, um... No real significant weapons. Like there, there there's base we- basic weapons kind of on each of them. Um, no substantial loot. Um, if you check some of other Brock's companions for stuff, uh, you can find two small health potions. Ooh. Um, but looking at them, they're they're actually like labeled with a BH. BH. Blood yeah. elf. Like the seal of the benevolent hand is oh, on these mm, health potions. Mm. So if you're going to track those down, just make sure to put, you know, BH health potions. They've got their own stats to them. Mm-hmm. Not quite as good as some of the health potions you have. Uh, who wants to keep track of those? I'm not touching it. Eh, alright. I guess I'll hold on to them. <laughs> just in case, I'll keep track. Okay. All right, so you guys have felled Brock. You've seems to have dispatched most of the orcs. Um, at your best bet, the ones remaining are either fleeing or reorganizing as a last defense against whoever's attacked and utterly destroyed their defenses. Uh, you know that the true treasure of this ancient dwarven stronghold still lies untouched in the lower levels. And next time, it's going to be up to you to decide where you want to go and how you're going to handle the rest of this. I was waiting for you to say that the true treasure was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) The true treasure was burning three human (laughs) And hearing the pops of their ass potions. <laughs> pop, pop. Bump, 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 bump. So ass potions is the last thing we should finish it. Ass potions. Oh, wait, no. What was, Candace, what was the one that you suggested? The name? Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> the Dark Whispers of Slurping. The Dark Whispers of Olive Garden. <laughs> Free breadsticks and sappy. <laughs> When you're here, your family 